brought to you by Mystic Lubricants, developed in real-world conditions for real-world work. Mystic products are specially formulated to meet your demands. Mystic Lubricants, ride with us. For a look at their full range of top-quality products, visit mysticlubes.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com. How can you reduce soil compaction? With today's heavier farm equipment, soil compaction should be top of mind anytime you're in the field. Using tires inflated to the correct pressure can properly disperse the weight of the equipment and help manage soil compaction on the farm. Firestone Ag makes it possible. For example, Firestone Ag's AD technology on narrow tires carries the same load at lower inflation pressures. Their tire pressure inflation calculator and seven-step tire checklist can also help ensure you're maximizing your tire's capabilities while doing the least damage to your soil. Learn more about reducing soil compaction at firestoneag.com. Hey folks, Machine Repeat here. Welcome to the Machine Repeat podcast, episode number 51. Thank you for giving us a listen here, wherever you are, at home, on your computer, out in the cab, your tractor combine, or rolling down the highway. I uh, appreciate you giving the listen. Uh, it's been a while since the last episode. Sorry about that. Uh, um, it's just been a very interesting uh, end of the summer here. Holy smokes. Um I want to talk about that a little bit today. Actually, let's just get right to it. Uh, topic of this podcast, you know, just going to be me talking about uh, an, a question I've been posed uh, a number of times recently, increasingly. Uh, basically, hey, machinery, Pete, when is the other shoe going to drop? And uh, believe me, I know where the question comes from. It comes from uh, with farm equipment values being basically all-time high level across the board, all types of equipment. Never seen the market this hot. The cyclical nature of the ag markets, um, you know, it just people have the feeling that this can't last. And I I understand the sentiment when I'll post something on Facebook or Twitter, uh, sale price of the day, whatever, and people say, oh, just wait, just wait. And that sentiment is grounded in past truth. But what I want to talk about today is how I think it's different this time. And I'm not I'm not trying to push any agenda, nothing. I'm just, I'll try to talk it out here, but I'll just explain the data that I'm looking at and the, and the market realities that make this an unprecedented time, which if you latch onto this truth, which I think a lot of uh, shrewd, uh, smart, forward-thinking farmers have and farm equipment dealers, I think you need to make... Uh, change the way you roll a little bit with your equipment uh, planning for the future because, you know, what's the old saying, but shifting sands underfoot, uh, you don't want to get caught in the wrong spot. And so basically, again, I understand people thinking that, uh, you know, whenever commodity prices do drop for an extended period, for whatever reason, you know, and I have no clue I'm no market guru. I just, but there's definitely been this vibe building over the past 12 months that this can't be sustainable with this, these used valuations being so high. And let me just start with two anecdotes and we'll kind of set the table here. So this past week, as I'm recording this anyway, it was Farm Progress Show Week and I wasn't able to be at the show. I'm sorry I missed you folks down there. It's always great fun. Uh, It's a fantastic event, but I was down there in Bunai with the day before the show, doing some filming for our Machinery Repeat TV show with uh, a farmer and a 
number of uh, his family members were there. And I thought uh, it was interesting. I was, again, posed the same question after we kind of BS, you know, just talking, standing around talking after the filming. Hey, Machine Repeat, you know, one of the guys is probably my age, just asked Pete, can this, can this continue? What do you think? So we talked a little bit. And then at the end of the conversation, his brother was there and they shared, we walked into the machinery shed. They were showing me uh, their 1965, 40, 20, got some good pictures and good stuff. But anyway, there was a Timpty, uh, I think it was a Timpty 42 foot grain trailer there. And I just said, wow, you guys been watching the prices on those? And they just kind of chuckled. And then they, they said, let me tell you about our Peterbilts. So the two brothers had a pair of 14 Pete 389s. And they both had uh, around 55, high 50,000 miles on them, so low miles, very good condition. And they both just sold them and bought new Peterbilts. So they said, Pete, we got 45,000 more for these things than we paid new eight years ago, each. 45K each, higher than they paid eight years ago. And the new ones they bought, I forget the exact timeline, but there was going to be obviously some time lag between when they could get them, which has become universal in this supply chain issue world we're living in. So there was that. Uh, then they also mentioned one of the brothers had purchased a combine um, and was this was earlier this year, end of last year, and, and whatever. They were told the delivery would be June of 2022, and then, whoop, now it's July of 2022. Now they're being told, we hope to get it to you in October, which would be nice to have your new combine for harvest. Um, so they told me, of course, they held on to their old combines, and uh, boy, I tell you what, since November of 21, I have seen a tidal wave of equipment buyers, good condition, used tractors, combines, sprayers, planters, with a bit of age on them, but very good condition, being bought as a hedge against downtime. I think the, the realities we had in the market last uh, October, November, parts availability, dealers not having any backup machines, uh, it spooked people. And so since then, through the end of the year, 21 buying season through this year, it's been a huge force driving use values just continually higher. They've actually been going up every single month throughout 2022. And I, I can't tell you how unusual that is. I've been doing this 32 and almost 33 years now. I'm telling you from the middle of March through August was always a soft time. You know, it always made sense to me. You took out the pre-season equipment buyers, they got what they needed. And then you get the crop in the ground and you just kind of say, well, we'll see how we come out end of the year. Then we'll address what we need. And auction pricing tended to perk up um, November and December in a big way. Section one, IRS Section 179 buyers, that whole, big, uh, that whole bit. But that is out the window, just absolutely out the window the last couple of years. And particularly this year, 2022, again, the market's just been going higher and higher. It's just incredible. So anyway, that was my conversation on Monday with two uh, Iowa farmer brothers. Um, and then just this morning, as I record this, this was three days later, I was talking to my friend Ritter Cox, a great auctioneer with Schrader Real Estate and Auction Company out of uh, Columbia City, Indiana. Of course, people know Schrader. They have uh, farm land sales all over the country. 
and many, many machinery sales. Uh, check them out, schraderauction.com. Fantastic folks. And anyway, I've known Ritter for many, many years. You know, we just got talking. They've had a, a number of farm sales recently. And uh, two days ago, as I'm recording this, so it would have been like August 30th, I think. Tuesday, they had a farm sale where a 2018 John Deere 1590 15-foot no-till drill sold for 49000 bucks. And Ritter, who I've known again for years, told me, Pete, this thing needed rubber needed needed blades and he said that the thing was my brother showed up at the sale he's like what the hell are you doing here <laughs> his brother came to bid on the drill and he was runner up he didn't get it but his brother told him well i just went into the local deer dealer and priced out a new john deere 1590 15 foot no-till drill and it was eighty thousand bucks and they said oh by the way sign up today and we'll, we'll we hope to have it to you in 18 months hope to uh, 80k now 49,000 on that 18 model. How strong is that? Well, I've only seen two auction prices so far this year on any 1590s over 50, and they were both 20 footers. And I'll find the numbers here. I'm just looking as we talk right in our machinerypeat.com website, which by the way, all the auction prices are free. I keep hammering that message home. So anytime you're looking on deals, wondering your, your stuff is worth. Folks, you can go look at everything I'm looking at. It's all free. Just go to machinerypeat.com, click on auction prices, auction price data, and hop in there. But again, on 1590s, the only over 50 I've seen this year, there was one March 5th in, uh, not sure how to pronounce this, Wanatah, Wanatah, Indiana, farm auction by Bates Auction and Realty. They had a 1590 20-foot uh, that brought 50500 and then Schrader, Real estate and auction had the other one. That was in Earl Park, Indiana, uh, back on February 10th of this year. They had a 16 model, 20 foot, very good condition, go for 55,750. But again, Ritter mentions that the, the 18 model, uh, the needed tires and blades, brought, nonetheless, brought 49,000. So those are some of the realities. You folks know that uh, the price of new equipment you know, multiple price increases here in the last year. And again, we understand why manufacturers have had to do this with the, the supply chain snafu and, and getting product. Uh, you know, price of everything has gone up. But when we couple that with what's happening on the farm equipment dealers use lot, this is what's different, folks. And to the question I've been posed, machine repeat, when is the other shoe going to drop? And people thinking the shoe's going to drop hard. I'm telling you, I don't think it will. I don't think it can. Now, I'm not saying used values won't drop whenever the cycle turns in egg sector. They'll soften. But the shoe dropping, I don't think she's going to drop too far because it, it can't. And... This is different. This is this is what we need to be aware of and chewing on and thinking about going forward. Uh, and I know the price of corn went up here this last week with the crop tour and the realities. Um, shoot, I was up by Hudson, Wisconsin 10 days ago filming up there for the TV show and the farmer's corn was burnt. There were no ears. But uh, again, what's different this time, farm equipment dealers just aren't stuck with big excess of large late model equipment. It's just not there. It's the tightest it's ever been inventory-wise for farm equipment dealers. 
And I see this, I've tried to share some of these posts on social media. We have tracking tools on the back end of our machinerypeat.com website. So if you look at our site, we got like 110,000 pieces for sale, dealers all over the place. Okay, well, we track search traffic patterns and we also track volume of listings by the model number and also per category and track this every which way. So if you haven't seen me share this, the reality is that the demand is just racing far ahead of the supply. It's the tightest used supply farm equipment ever. I don't think there's anything even close to it. And I guess the shocking stat, which again, I'm a numbers guy, so I don't, I don't make this stuff up. I mean, I'm basing what I say based on the numbers. So if you looked at the number raw number of five-year-old used tractors available for sale. This was a couple months ago. We did this uh, check in our machinerypeat.com website. It was 79.3% less five-year-old tractors than three years ago, 2019, the same month, the same week. And if you go three-year-old tractors, I think it was like 66.7 or 66.4% fewer three-year-old tractors. Now, that's not even drifting into the pre-def, pre-tier four stuff, which, oh my God, it's just been on absolute, to say it's on fire doesn't even do it justice, honestly. It just it just doesn't. Contractors, combines, sprayers, skid steers. It's, it's just incredible. But again, that's, now you're delving into the hedge buyers who are worried about having that backup machine and maybe it gets wet this fall or uh, in the spring, and they're just taking care of what the dependable machines they need to have on hand to get done what they got to do. So anyway, again, to people thinking that whenever commodity prices, you know, fall and we drift into a lower profit cycle, that used farm equipment values will tank. I don't think they're going to tank. And the, I guess the message I've been saying is, and I, I don't take any joy in saying this, but if you don't like paying a double or triple premium, for really good condition used equipment now, guessing you probably won't like paying somewhat of a premium when times are tough. And that's, I think, <clears throat> why we have to think more proactively. And I, again, as I travel the country this summer, going back into last winter, I think I've just run into so many more farmers who are doing that out of necessity. They're look, You always have to try and look ahead and it's just different now. I mean, I remember back People remember when, you know, the commodity prices fell a spring of 13. And if you follow along with the stuff I post or the TV show or AgriTalk Radio every Monday, quite often I'll reference, it's like, oh my gosh, this price is the highest since March of 13. And, you know, that was, that was the top period, the end of 12 through March of 13. And then it's true when commodity prices fell, the used equipment market did drop. And I reported at the time, right through it, through 2014 was the biggest drop, 2015, early 16. I mean, used farm equipment values, particularly on large late model items like 24-row planters, large combines, high horse tractors. I mean, you were talking about a 20, probably about a 17 to 25% drop in value. Significant drop. And I think that would, our data would show that was probably mirrored back in the late 90s. When we came off a slight up period of commodity prices and sales of new equipment took off, auction prices skyrocketed higher. 
didn't last long, but the drop was that same drop. Now, what was always behind that drop were a couple things. One is that farmers, of course, you were pulling back. You had to watch every dollar. Uh, it's, that's just the way it is. When uh, the money spigot uh, turns off or slows down, you have to watch expenses. So uh, equipment-wise, what you needed, it pushed you more towards the used market. And there was just an overabundance of large late model equipment on dealer lots. And again, that is not the case now. And if, if you're, you know, here we need to pull back a little farther. And I think we can all agree on the number of farm equipment dealers, what's happened there over the past two, three, four, five, seven, seven years. I mean, the consolidation has been breathtaking, right? So it just is what it is. There's pluses and minuses to it. I understand the emotion, people, you don't like losing your local dealer, but and again, the large dealers, more well-capitalized, can invest in their personnel, uh, more precision people, uh, give you the expertise you need. Again, so, you know, I see both sides of it. But the reality is, again, there's fewer dealers. Now, these larger dealers, when they were coming out of that last drop, so end of 13, 14, 15, they were stuck with all this excess, Okay. Or maybe there were at the time, you know, a dealership had maybe three to five, three to eight stores. And they worked, the, they worked collectively, the, the space, the dealer space worked out from under that. Now, it was very painful. And think back on how many dealer auctions there were in 14, 15, 16. You saw them all over the place. Um, and that was just dealers, you know, biting the bullet and moving out from under. Now... As the number of dealers is contracted and they've become so much larger, um, they continue to take a very, uh, I would say, database programmatic approach to used inventory, knowing that it's not good to be stuck with all these extra 24-row planners, these, you know, class 9, 10 combines, the high horse. You just got to work, work it out. It wasn't good business to have that huge excess. And they were capitalized well enough to go about working out from under that. Now, it just so happens that as they came out from that, you know, I was already seeing auction prices starting to bump up in 2019. And that was just based on farmers needing to update their equipment lines because it had been, what, six years since you were in a buying mood. And so I need a new planter. I need a, I need a new combine, whatever. Um, and that was before commodity prices took off in whatever, October of 20. And in the 32 years I've been doing this, whenever that happens, commodity prices take off like a rocket ship. Guess what happens to auction prices? They follow right along a lock stock and barrel. Since 1922, Mystic Lubricants has been providing superior performance and protection for farmers who demand the most out of their equipment. Today, Mystic continues to develop products in real-world conditions that are specially formulated to meet the unique demands of your specialized machines. They provide advanced protection for engine longevity and are the choice of people who make a living working the land. Learn more about Mystic products at mysticlubes.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com. So anyway, we had all these swirling things happen, and now let's just drop in a 100-year pandemic that happened to hit after the world had spent 20, what, going back, I suppose, into the 80s, whatever, of uh, basically 
figuring out the lowest cost of production uh, with a different production model uh, to produce more goods when you want to buy them. So as a manufacturer in the dealer network, you aren't stuck with all this extra new equipment sitting on your lot. You don't want that. So or the dealers didn't anyway, manufacturers didn't. <clears throat> so it's a just-in-time manufacturing process. And now this pandemic hits and the world gets all gummed up, shipping, uh, all the workforce issues. Um, and it, this stuff isn't actually the sad thing and the scary thing is it doesn't appear to be getting a lot better. I talked today to my friend Lynn Odland, who owns Dakota Ag Innovations out in Mitchell, South Dakota. And he was talking about they have a great product, the Power of Foam, an amazing cleaning agent for all types of equipment. They've been rocking it for 20 plus years on the construction side. And anyway, there's a big, uh, I think it was a Ritchie Brothers auction down, I don't know, it was in Florida or something. Big sale and they needed more of the product, the Power of Foam. So Lynn was able to ship it and they got it there. But the loading dock didn't have the people I don't know how many drums of the stuff it was, but they did, they couldn't move it because they didn't have the people. Now, that's just one dumb little example. But this, again, you all know this supply chain is is messed up and it it's not getting fixed quick. I know it's a big problem, but anyway, so now <clears throat> availability of new equipment for manufacturers and dealers to sell got pinched, pinched hard. And so you had... All these things swirling at the same time. So you've heard the term the perfect perfect storm, which was that, you know, whatever, that George Clooney movie back about 15 years ago, the guy on his fishing boat out in the sea, whatever, the perfect storm. Well, this is the perfect storm that doesn't stop. I mean, it's two and a half years now. And the storm is intensifying. So Whatever angle, if you're trying to, if you're trying to, you know, make your plans for your equipment, this is all I'm saying is you gotta be eyes wide open here, because these factors, you know, are they getting better? Are they, are things loosening up? Is there more supply on the dealer lot? From where I'm sitting, and I'm just reporting. That's the basis of what I've been doing 32 years. It, nothing's getting better. And here's the other thing, folks. It's September 1st as I'm recording this right now. Just flip the calendar. We've come off the hottest July and August I've ever seen in terms of auction pricing. By a factor, I can't even tell you. It's just unbelievable. And we, what's dead ahead coming down the pike is November and December. Now, you think there might be a few farmers looking to maybe address a tax issue? I think so. I don't think so. I know so. And I've got the last 15 years, our auction pricing spiked. It was only one year it didn't. Every other year it spiked in the last couple of years noticeably. And I mean, I don't really see any way around it not spiking higher again because, you know, even if you want the new equipment, can you get it? Will it be there in time? Uh, it's just, like I say, it's this perfect storm that just is intensifying. So your own personal needs for equipment, your plans, um, just, just so many elements to this. I think the one piece we also need to pull back and think about is at the manufacturer level. 
you know, yes, they're dealing with these unprecedented supply chain issues, very difficult. Um, they've had labor issues, of course, the deer strike, case IH strike, working through these things. Okay, but one thing that I think they have have had to be absorbing throughout this, right up to now and looking ahead, is the pricing power this situation has sort of bestowed on them. You know, not through any magical planning, it's all these factors working together. But if you're a deer, if you're a Kubota, if you're a Case, you know, any company, it doesn't matter what who they are. If you can get more pricing power, I don't think you want to let go of it. That's just kind of human. And that's the way capitalistic markets work. Pricing power is a powerful thing. Um, now, they need to get you the new products that you need, that new planter, that new tractor, that new combines. And they're moving heaven and earth to make it happen. I know they all are. They're, they're busting it, trying to, you know, get you that combine you need by, by October, like I said before. But from a business standpoint, I think long-term, they, they, they will try to hang on to this pricing power. And I guess the anecdotal way of addressing that, and again, I did not go to business. I was an accounting major. I'm, like I said, I'm a numbers guy. But all these years, as I've driven around the country, particularly the, the, the pickup car, the car dealers and the pickup dealers, I would drive by their lots, and I would see, it would be a Ford dealer, and you'd see, oh, God, they had like 200 F-250 sitting out there in the snow in the central Indiana lot or Minnesota or South Dakota. It was everywhere. And I always just thought in my head, like, why why do you have so many new ones sitting there? Why, why do you do that? Just because that's the way it was? I get it. Your competitors have a lot of new product, and, and people like choosing a red one or an extended cab or all the different features we all like and want and need. But... Wow, it just always seemed inefficient to me to be having that many new ones just sitting there. And of course, <clears throat> what I'm talking about now in the farm equipment world has been mimicked exactly on the automobile side. If you've tried to purchase a, a used whatever, I guess it's, it's a good problem if you're if you're <laughs> trading in or selling your used truck or pickup. But that good news stops when you got to either buy another used one or get your physically get your hands on the new one. It's been tough. But there again, the pricing power to a GM or a Ford, uh, that's is very powerful. And so, again, I think there's going to be ramifications going forward. Um, it, basically, what I'm trying to say is it's very, very, very dangerous to assume the past business cycles will repeat so when price of corn drops a good bit, oh, well, then used tractor values will drop a ton. That's dangerous to make that assumption right now because I don't, I don't see how it's going to hold the, to that past pattern for all these reasons I'm talking about. So that's my main message is to be eyes wide open to this. So one of my, you know, then it becomes, well, what can I do? And to me, this is why I wrote this actually early last year in Farm Journal, my column talking about being proactive on the equipment side, it, it sort of makes me think of back when things would get tight, there was always the advice of, well, stay in your lender's ear. You know, you got you just, you want to keep that communication completely open. You know, it, it was just good business to do that, right? I think we all understand that mechanics of it. Well, I, 
No question. Right now, it's the same with farm equipment. And it, so your farm equipment dealer, you know, when I was visiting with those Iowa brothers this week, when we were standing around BSing, we got talking about this, that, you know, whatever you're, you're thinking your equipment needs are going to be three months, six months, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months down the road. Please, you know, be proactive. Even if it feels weird or different, talk to your dealer and let them know because they're doing everything they can on their side, given all the myriad challenges they have with used inventory. And, uh, you know, so if they know, you know, you're thinking about a certain move with your planning situation or your sprayer or your tractor, your combine, the more they know, you know, it, I think it's just good business again from the farmer's sake to, to communicate this way with your dealer. I know your dealers would appreciate it. It helps them. And given all the challenges in the chain right now, the more you can smooth out possibilities and create different possibilities, it's helpful versus, again, trusting the old model that, well, you know, I want to buy a new planner in two years, but if, you know, if things get soft, I'll just buy a used one. Well, I, what you want to avoid is wading into a white hot market when everybody else is waiting in at the same time. And just because whenever the egg cycle does turn downward, again, use values will soften, but I just, I structurally, I don't think they're going to drop as much as people think they are. So that's my main point. And if we get into the, again, if you want some, some uh, talking points on uh, how hot the market is, I don't know if you caught this blog. I just posted this last night as I'm talking this out, but I was driving back from the twin cities the other day and I got thinking, I sort of think of time in chunks and I get, I was thinking five years and I thought, huh, I wonder how different auction prices were August of 2017 versus this, you know, a month that just concluded August of 22. So again, all this is, you can do all these searches and filters just like I did. I came home, hopped on machinerypeat.com, clicked into auction price data, used our filters and said, show me all the auction prices from August of 2017 in the U.S., and then I put a price filter. I said, show me prices 200K and above. And you know how many auction prices there were 200K plus in August of 2017? There were nine total. There were only three tractors the month of August of 2017 sold over 200K at auction in our database. And the highest auction price, I think it was on a combine, was 253,000 bucks, okay? Now, five, now, of course, August 2017, that was, you know, at a low point, used equipment value-wise. Again, that was dealers coming off of the excess in 14, 15, 16, working their way out from under that, which was, by the way, why I wrote in Farm Journal in the column in October of 15, I think it was October, no, December of 15, I, again, I, I feel uncomfortable suggesting points of action to you folks because i mean you guys have survived in the farm space all these years you don't need me telling you what to do but at a couple points in time the data is so striking and so late 15 i said hey you i know it's tough financially but you'll just you're never going to have a better chance 
to be in the buy, be in the driver's seat as a buyer of used equipment than you have right now. So imagine if 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 money wasn't a problem, if you could have bought all the low hour 13 model, 12, 11, 12, 13 model uh, tractors, combine sprayers in, at the end of 15 and just held them and then sold them into this market we've had the last almost 24 months now. The chunks of money you would make per machine, head spinning. So when we again compare to August of 22, so I mentioned there were only nine, only three tractors sold over 200K August of 17. August of 22, I've got 23. And I got 56 prices I've seen over 200K on all types of equipment, all the way up to 480,000 bucks. That was a combine, I think an S790 on Egg Pro's dealer, online dealer auction by Sullivan Auctioneers, August 9th out of Ohio, a 21 model, 358 engine hours on it. Again, I brought 480. In fact, that's another good little, good little anecdote. That particular sale, August 9th of 2022, online dealer auction, which, by the way, dealer auctions used to provide slightly softer prices versus a farm retirement or state auction. That's just the way it always was. Well, again, that's out the window that, because when any market is about availability, you know, that becomes a thing. Here it is. I got to have it. Ten other guys got to have it. Price goes up. But before that auction, I'd only seen nine combines ever sold over 400K without heads. And that sale alone had eight. And they weren't just barely over 400. They were from 416 up to 480. So on one day, you went from, you went from nine ever over 400K. Now you got 17 of them. So that's when I talk about supply and demand. That's what that is. And that and that was on a dealer auction where they sold 32 combines. And none, again, that used to be, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily blood in the water, but it's like, man, this, this dealer's gonna sell 32 combines on one day. That's gonna be tough. Hard cash auction, put it up for sale, highest bid gets it. Well, again, now it's like, Merry Christmas. You know, if it could, it's the right stuff. So again, just to give you a few other uh, examples, and again, I don't know to what degree you follow my blog, but if you do, you can you can go out and find it, machinerypeat.com. Just look for the little uh, Machinery Talk logo and you can walk back right through on here. But uh, how about this little factoid on a John Deere 8230 tractor? Of course, well-loved model. Well, they made like 07 to 9-ish back in that point. So you're whatever, 10 to 15 year old, right? In the bullseye, pre-deaf, pre-tier four, right? We all get that. Okay. Now imagine how many 8230s I've seen sold at auction. All the years I've been doing this, you know? So since whatever, 20, 20, 2007. Okay. The three highest auction prices ever have all come in the last two months. And let's start with one that, uh, it was in New Richland, Minnesota, just down the road. A great team at Maring Auction Company. Matt and Adam and Kevin and Michelle. Love those guys. They do an awesome job. They sold an 8230 with 2,396 hours on it on August 26th. Farm auction got 200,000 for it. First 8230 ever to hit 200K. And that broke a record that had only stood for 10 days. August 16th in Jansen, Nebraska. Sullivan Auctioneers, of course, fantastic. Hopefully caught the last podcast where I talked to Dan Sullivan and Mark Stock about their uh, new partnership with Big Iron. Uh, 
And they sold on August 16th, Janssen, Nebraska, a seven model 8230, 2393 hours for $176. And that broke a record that had just been set June 23rd in Clear Lake, Minnesota by the Steffes Group, another great auction company. They sold an 07 model 8230, 2375 hours for $175. And before that, what was the highest auction price on the 8230? It was $166. And it was on August 21st of 2012, another Sullivan auction. Uh, that was an 08 model with under 700 hours on it. So 166 stood for the high for 10 years until the summer of 22. And then being about a boom, 175, 176, 200. And again, this is happening in the late summer months when values usually go soft. Now that's 8230. You maybe saw me on Ag Day a week and a half ago talking about how uh, John Deere 8330s, uh, the two highest auction prices ever, <laughs> both come just recently here. Uh, so if we, let's see, I'll find it here. It was August 17th, Alexandria, South Dakota. Weeman Land and Auction, uh, Mike and the team there. Again, great job, Marion, South Dakota. Stop in and visit them if you can. They, they always have some great equipment on hand, do their fantastic auctions. They had a farm sale. They sold an 08 John Deere 8330, 1,493 hours. Beautiful machine. Went for 225 All-time record high price on an 8330 deer. And that broke a record. Well, actually, the very next day, August 18th, in Prescott, Iowa, Online farm auction, again, by Sullivan Auctioneers, they sold an 09 model 8330 with 2,301 hours for 213. So those two, two days in a row, August 17th, 18th, two highest auction prices ever, John Deere 8330s, pre-DEF, pre-Tier 4, you know, buying as a hedge, all this stuff I'm talking about, can't find a good low-hour one like that on a dealer lot. Uh, those two prices broke a record that had stood since... June 29th of 2013, and I blogged about this. I was at that auction. It was in Lenox, Iowa by Kretzinger Auction. They had an 08 model 8330 with 277 hours on it, went for 210. So 210 was the record for nine years until August 17th and 18th, and then boom, boom, 213, 225. This is the kind of stuff I've been seeing everywhere throughout all of 22. And it, it ain't just green equipment. I mean, let's talk red. Let's go August 20th, Elmore, Ohio. Great team at Seafco Real Estate and Auction out there. Aaron on crew. Uh, I really hope I can get out and film one of their sales soon for the TV show because those guys, they've been producing incredible auction prices in Northwest Ohio for forever. Uh, as do Schrader out there, do a fantastic job. But anyway, on this Elmore, Ohio sale, August 20th, they had an 09 Case H Magnum 305, 1,831 hours on it. Uh, and again, very smart. Aaron and crew in, in the description. Pre-emissions tractor, yep, pre-def, pre-tier 4, bingo. Brought 189. Okay, how high is 189 on a Magnum 305? Well, again, I... I I am tiring of sounding like a broken record. I mean, it's just what it is. But the previous high was 179 and a quarter. And that was just set March 23rd of this year, Atkinson, Nebraska, on a big iron on bigiron.com online sale on a 10 model with 3,012 hours. Now, before that, you had to go back again to March of 12, St. Patrick's Day, March of 12, 170 
was the highest. That was another Maring auction. That was a 409-hour Magnum 305, an 09 model went for 170. So that stays, you know, over 10 years as the record, and then boom, boom, it was 179 and a quarter up to 189. And again, it's not just tractors. Uh, well, let me put it this way. I was asked by my friend Clinton Griffiths, host of Ag Day TV show, and of course, editor of Farm Journal magazine, uh, asked me yesterday on email, hey, Pete, just wondering, are there any sectors in the farm equipment market that aren't on fire, was basically what he asked me. And I, I wrote right back and I said, Clinton, the only spot that I see that I wouldn't call blazing white hot with use values is under 40 horse tractors. And I, I have to qualify that and say, it's not blazing hot, it's just hot. And the only reason it's not blazing hot is because it was beyond blazing hot right when the pandemic hit. So if you go back to March, April of 20, the lockdown and then the government starts chucking out money right and left, um, PPE loans and just the money was just flowing. Uh, and people were staying home. They weren't going to restaurants. They weren't going to movies. They weren't taking the kids to the basketball tournaments, the games. You're not getting together with friends. So people's personal finances were like, I mean, people are flush. Like, I'm not spending anything. And now here comes a check in the mail. Hey, thanks. People are getting stir crazy looking outside and going, I've, I've been wanting to get a tractor, uh, work on that, you know, the back 40, whatever. So, again, this is what I've found fascinating about compiling auction prices for almost 33 years is when things change, why or however they change, auction pricing is the canary in the coal mine. Because people, it's checks, it's checkbook reality. And I started to see auction prices on like John Deere 1025 R's. My God, they just went nuts through the roof. Little 25 horse, 30 horse, 40 horse tractors. If you know anybody, any dealers in your local town that sell ATVs, UTVs, or jet skis, if you're up in water country like I am in Minnesota, I mean, poof, they were gone. People were clamoring to be outside and, you know, to have a little fun in the, as the world was falling apart. But that, that little sector played out very more quickly. It took about a year. You, the used inventories just got bought down, so the dealers didn't have anything. People were placing orders for new that were sold out. So the one difference in this sector here with under 40 horse tractors, there's more manufacturers. Versus, you know, you get up into the mid or high horse tractors, you've got, there just aren't that many players, right? You got Deer, Case, New Holland, the Agco family, uh, Kubota, uh, to the extent they get into high horse tractors. Whereas you drift under 40, and then you've got the Bransons, the Montanas, the Coyotes, the, you know, any number of, you know, foreign made, whatever, uh, smaller brands. So it didn't take as long there to get the level of new product back to what manufacturers were, oh my gosh, all these people want to buy, let's, let's sell them new stuff and dealers. Uh, so again, on the back end of our machinerypeat.com data, I could see we have charts by equipment category. So I'd look at under 40 horse tractors and the, when the pandemic hit, the blue supply line just tanked straight down, boom, 
We don't have any used inventory. Boom, the orange demand line shot straight up. People looking for these small horse tractors. Same with garden tractors. And then they now they've started, whoop, now they've kind of worked back the other way where the supply has worked back up and the demand has fallen a little bit because all that people wanted to buy a new one, bought one, wanted to buy a used. And I, I haven't seen that auto correct with the large ag equipment yet. The demand is still spiking higher and the supply is still tanking lower. That's the reality I'm seeing across. That's why I told Clinton, I don't, I don't see any sectors that are like weak. And again, I've been doing this so long, almost 33 years, that's never happened before. Even back during the, you know, the good times, even say late 07 through early 13, even when times were good, there was, I mean, oh, the planter market was terrible. Used planter market. There were way too many 24-year-old used planters stuck on dealer lots all over. They were just stuck. And I've told this before, but I remember filming an auction. I think it was in Palmyra, Missouri. I think it was 16. It was like, like March of 16. Sullivan's had the sale. Sale was just fantastic. Everything sold super strong as it should. It was beautiful stuff. But the one item that was like pulling teeth was the planner. It was like a, it was a 16 roll, 1770 or whatever. It was a nice planner, but you know, if you were standing there thinking of bidding on it in the back of your head or on your phone, you could go to machinerypeat.com or places on the internet and go, oh, geez, there's a zillion of these things for sale. So Dan Sullivan, after the bidding got rolling a little bit and they don't monkey around, they sell quick. Um, he stopped and he said, guys, guys, if there's a sale at Walmart, you're all first in line. And then they got going again and it, it jumped, of course. Dan, you know, being such a um, amazing auction pro. But again, the reason it was stuck was because there were way too many on the dealer lot. Well, that ain't the case now. So that's the difference. And I, I don't see these spots with huge overhang a one, two, three, four-year-old planters, tractors, combine. So anyway, I hope this all made sense and I hope you tracked it, but feel free to uh, drop me a note, uh, any of the social media, you know, message me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or uh, shoot me an email, greg at machinerypeat.com. Let me know what you think about the situation. Uh, if you think I'm uh, full of beans or, uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, just good to get different viewpoints and realities, what you're seeing out there. You know, de delivery times on new equipment ordered. I'm very interested what, what you folks are running into there. Um, again, anecdotally, I'm hearing some pretty concerning things here that sort of make it seem like that supply chain issue is not getting better would be about the nicest way of saying it. I hope I'm wrong. But uh, anyway, from where I sit, that's uh, what I wanted to share. Now, I do have a couple podcast episodes coming up that are going to be super fun interviews uh one with a legendary guy in the farm equipment space uh trav geordie from right here in rochester minnesota of course you guys know i think if you're on the john deere side at least you know trav of being the being the logo guy for for many many decades and trav is about as nice a dude as you'll ever run across so uh trav called me up and wanted to have breakfast and uh Hopefully I can just you know, plunk, plunk the phone down and we'll just talk, tell stories. So that's going to be really fun. we got a couple other really cool episodes coming up. So thank you again uh, for giving us your time here on the Machine Repeat podcast. And uh, 
Yeah, I, on the Machine Repeat TV front, I just want to throw out that we will be filming uh, September 27th, an auction, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, uh, Wyawega, Wisconsin, eastern side of the state. It's a farm auction for Breezy Hill Farms, and the auction company is Miller & Company Auctions. I believe if you go Miller, uh, Miller & Co., so MillerNCO.com is their website. And check it out, folks. The, this auction company, uh, Greg Miller and Deb Miller and the team there, I think they take about the best auction pictures of the equipment that I've ever seen. It's just the pictures are beautiful. The detail they go through, to, it's, you just got to see them. But they do a fantastic job. So we're going to be there filming September 27th. If you're in the area, swing on by. We'd love to you know, talk to you and... Uh, um, hopefully work you into the show, uh, which, by the way, we just started season 10 of Machine Repeat TV. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, we're excited about some of the other sales we've got coming up. I know December 5th, we're going to be over in Northwest Wisconsin, uh, Denison Livestock Auction. They have a farm sale with some, uh, sounds like a beautiful line of equipment. And we've got a couple other auctions we're looking at uh, highlighting. So, uh, and you can catch all the episodes actually right on our website, Machinery pete.com there's a little tv link so you can catch them there but uh again we will uh hopefully see you on the road soon <laughs>